two men coming together, both called Michael. This is the two mics in association with paddypower.com. Hey, by the way, Mike, do you travel much on the uh, the tube in London? Uh, no, but I have got done some great in the past, news. Obviously, I've got some great news. What here, news? Right? What news, Mister P? News here from. I mean, honestly, I told you about public institutions. They all think they're superior to us these days, right? Yep. So these guys who who run uh, the tube in London, okay? Can you believe this, right? TfL, that's Transport for London, yeah. new walk-through carriages are being phased in on the Metropolitan Hammersmith and City Circle lines. Now, this is all to do with the Olympics, of course, right? Yeah. Uh, we're not London-centric when we uh, do our programmes like this, but this happens to be about London. Right. Other measures to reduce injuries include, right, fewer gaps and steps between trains and platforms, and more particularly, better education for drunk passengers. <laughs> now, has the world gone completely mad? We are now. How can you educate a drunk person? We are now designing trains which are drunk friendly. Right? <laughs> right? No, seriously, seriously. Yeah. As a taxpayer, I rather object to having millions or billions yeah, yeah. of pounds of my money spent. I mean, what, what, you know. Better education for drunk passengers to make the, the trains more facilitous, right? Facilitous. <laughs> it's another for, word you've never heard more of. Fa- more facilitous for drunks, eh? I mean, yeah. I mean well, if you are drunk, yeah. that is a matter of your own personal responsibility. Yeah. A, it's your fault. You shouldn't be on a tube. You shouldn't be on a tube. The consequences of it are your fault. The consequences of your own personal liability, the consequences of uh, your liability to your fellow man and passenger. And if you get on a, on a tube train and you're drunk, my view is you should be arrested. There's nothing and, in worse, fact, is there? In fact, Mike, that is one of my bugbears in life. Not enough drunks are arrested in this country anymore. We simply don't arrest drunks anymore. No. I, when I was a young reporter, when I was a young reporter, and I'm going to hold my hands up now. This is something I've never told anybody before. Come on. Never told anybody before. When I was a young reporter in Fleet Street. I was mm. so excited to get to Fleet Street. I was aged about 22, 23. Mm. I went out with a, a mate who'd also made it down there. He'd been there a couple of months and I got there. We went out on the razzle in Soho, right? Never been at Soho before in my life. And it was a wicked place full of strip clubs and that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, dreadful. Well, you know, I mean, obviously. Not the sort of place that you would I will, I will, I will not. I will not feign shame or anything like that. I mean, no. young fellas. And, uh, can anyway. you get gift vouchers for that place? I, I don't know. I bet you can. <laughs> I bet you can. I bet for the old Raymond's Review Bar or something like that, you probably yeah. can. Because he's pretty good at marketing things, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, uh, what happened was... Uh, uh, I'm just debating now whether to tell the full truth on this one. Be careful. Um, yeah, well, you I'm, don't what, have to. Staggering around, we the can st- put a stop to this well, right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm prepared to. I'm prepared to Go on, uh, fess up. That's Come the word, on. isn't it? Yeah, fess, fess up. up. Yeah. So uh, fess up, son. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. We'll go easy on you. <laughs> That's right. A bit what like, is it? Come on, tell us. A bit like that. We so, know about it anyway. Yeah. Well, hang on. Would you mind? I'm Sorry. telling a story. Yeah. So, um, so uh, staggering around the streets of Soho and. Uh, you know, the worst happens. I don't know. I fell over a car or something, or, or something. You know, <laughs> how so, did you fall over well, a car? I, I don't know. Right? I, I don't know. I, I, but explain. I, I, I did fall over the car. Uh, in, I was like leaning on the car, and I sort of misbalanced or something. But <laughs> yeah. I ended up, you know, flat out on the street. Mm. I, I got arrested for being drunk and disorderly. I spent a night in the cells. I'm my mate. Woke up in the morning. This was uh, which which court was it? Bow Street. And it was Bow very, Street that was runners. quite romantic, actually, because yeah. I thought, you know, you'd all, we'd all have the Bow Street yeah. runners and all that kind of stuff. So on my first night in London, you know, I was about to start work the following day. 
I managed to end up in Bow Street Magistrates Court. You had a bit course. of a touch, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've only ended up uh, in Bow Street, <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to get a feel for London, I suppose. Yeah. You know, I've certainly got a feel for it. Soho to Bow Street. <laughs> Soho to Bow Street. And uh, I was, you know, given a reprimand and a £10 fine by the magistrate, mm. told to behave myself, and off I went. And, of course, it's never happened since, right? No. Now, that's what should happen these days. Yeah. We should have drunks courts. In America, in America, they have them all through the night. And they pick up drunks all over the place. In fact, in fact, that nearly happened to me, but it didn't in, in, in New York. And do you know what happened? I, I might have told you this story. What happened was, it was December. It gets very, very cold in New York in December. Mm. Very, very cold. Like minus 10 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And what happens is these winds cross Manhattan. And, and it's called the wind shear effect. And, and right. it, it takes it down. Like, ooh, I'll just knock my microphone. I get excited. It takes it down 20 degrees. So what happens is we come out of this bar called Costello's, right, Irish bar, which we used a lot. And it was in the days when you could still park cars on the, on the near the sidewalk, you know, on yep. the road. And we were waiting for a couple of the lads, and we had a car coming to pick us up to take us to a do at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, because very artistic, you know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, there's something going on, I don't know what it was. Anyway, one of, dinner. one of the lads had had far too much to drink, and we'd just all gone and bought these new sheepskin coats with huge lapels, huge sheep, sheepskin lapels, because yep. you wrap them up around your head in New York to keep the wind out, you see what I mean? Right. So they're really big lapels. I mean, no, no they go down almost to your elbow. So anyway, anyway, we're waiting there. One, one of the lads who's feeling a bit more tired than the rest of us, yeah. he, he leans forward and, and he actually falls asleep on the hood, i.e. the bonnet, the bonnet in our language, the hood in our language, of this car. Right. But because it's freezing, the snow's coming down, what happened was that every time a snowflake landed on or about him, it was like a piece of sealant, and in fact, with the woolly, um, you know, with the woolly uh, uh, lapels, yeah, he he froze to the bonnet of the car. Now that he, is... he, he, he froze because the, the the wool integrated itself into the falling snow. It was freezing, and he, we couldn't get him off, and without ripping his coat, you know, you see what I mean? We'd have, we'd have to, we would literally have had to cut the coat up the back. And you weren't going to do that. Well, it's a brand new coat. And so you just his... left him there? No, 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 we didn't. No, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. This coat frozen was... to the car. Yeah, he was frozen to the car, and it was a coat made by a Polish tailor, right. and we simply, it was a work of art. We didn't want to cut it up the back, but that was the only, going to be the only way to get him free. So what we had to do is, we had to find the driver of the car, and we thought, what we'll do is we'll get the, get the driver of the car <laughs> to start the car, and then if he starts the car, it will warm the, it will warm the bonnet, right? That will melt the snow. It's a great theory. <laughs> the snow. Um, it sort of uh, works. And we were able to get me mate off the car, you see what I mean? So, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we eventually found this driver. I don't know how we found him, yeah. I don't know where he was. And he comes down and he says, oh, what the hell is the problem? You know, you limey guys, you know, you're all the same, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So he said, what do you want me to do? So he said, would you get in your car and start your car? He said, start my car? What do you want me to start my car for, you know? Uh, and they don't call it cars, they call it autos. You want me to start my auto? You want me to fire the auto? Yeah, could you fire the auto, please? Anyway, so uh, we said, be mates frozen to your, your car. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> notice that. He hadn't <laughs> noticed. No, he hadn't noticed. It was very dark. No, it was very dark. Oh, I so see, yeah. he gets in. <laughs> so You're making this so, up. No, I'm not. I'm not. So he gets in. And as you know, American cars are all automatics. So yeah. they only have one, like, one pedal. <laughs> so he's revving it up, you know. <laughs> anyway, next thing, old NYPD arrived. Yeah. You know, New York Police Department. And... Uh, and what had happened by then was the American guy had got fed up with revving the car mm. and said, look, you know, I ain't sitting there all night, you know, uh, you know, uh, pumping gas in there. So he told us to do it. And he went back into the restaurant he was in. OK, right. 
And, he, you know, he, he said, bring me the keys. He was very trusting. You know, he knew we weren't going to nick the car. We were just trying to get my job. So, anyway. So it ended up with this English guy called Ivor Key sitting in the in the car and revving it up like this. <laughs> Ivor Key. Yeah, Ivor Key. Yeah, <laughs> that was his name. Honestly, not not. He was. He was. He was. His name was Ivor Adam Key. Oh, Ivor Key. <laughs> no, Where are you getting this from? Do you know what? Do you know what? I never Did even you put write the con- this before no, you came in the no, studio. No, I never uh, even got the connection. Uh, seriously. <laughs> and he, I tell you, he's got a brother called Simon Key who's in Yorkshire. Good. <laughs> I'm pleased for him. So anyway, do you know what? I, ne- I never, I never linked Ivor's name to this instant before. It's absolutely I'm true. I'm a key. Well, you start the car then. No, no. I swear to you. I, I, I swear to you, Mike. I've, I've got. Ivor lives in. Swear all you like. I don't believe a word. Ivor lives in Connecticut, right? He lives in Connecticut. I've got his number in my phone when we yeah. go out. You know, okay. I'll, I'll show it to you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and we'll ring him up, and I swear to you, his name is Ivor Adam Key, and he's one of my best mates in America. Right. <laughs> but anyway, the, the point is, Ivor was sitting there, he's yeah. a Yorkshireman, you know, and he was revving the car to try and free our mate, and, and the cops come along, and then a cop came along, a very unpleasant cop, flung the door open, said, you know, what the hell do you think you're doing, and poked Ivor in the chest with his <laughs> nightstick, right? Yeah. Which is very unfriendly. Well, Ivor's friendly. a Yorkshireman, you know, and he said, what the bloody hell do you think you're doing, son? <laughs> Anyway, NYPD don't like that, right? Yeah. So they dragged him out of the car, mm. put him on the ground, face down in the snow, uh, put his hands behind his back, handcuffed him. Meanwhile, our mate is still frozen in the car, by the way. <laughs> He's you know, still stuck so, there, so, is he? And they didn't arrest he him. He moved. Well, they tried to arrest him. but they couldn't. They couldn't take him away. So he had to stay, he had to stay, he had to, he had to stay there because he was, we said, it's not our uh, fault, it's his he's fault. He's still there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's his fault. We said, it's his fault, right? But unfortunately, he was comatose. So he, he was. He was so, probably freezing. And, uh, and the cops were saying to him, you know, are you responsible for this? But he didn't know where he was anyway. And he was frozen to the bonnet. So, so there's nothing you can do about it. So so Ivor gets all killed off with another guy called um, Mike McDonough. Mike McDonough. Oh, Mike. Yeah. No, sensible, though. <laughs> Mike McDonough. Yeah. And Mike was, uh, Mike was a big, tall Irish-American guy, but six foot six. You didn't mess around with Mike, you know. But then again, you don't mess around with the IPD. Anyway, the point of the story is to prove that uh, justice is instant in America, drags them off to the night court, because we all went down the cop shop to try and free him on bail, and, you see. And did they, <laughs> did, they, did they have to drive the car into the cage <laughs> where they arrested no, the no, other Well, drug? no, no. I mean, this is, you know, this, this is all now a complete <laughs> fiasco. They, they just left with two guys in the back of the car, either... And uh, Mike Ivy Madonna, Key, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Madonna, yeah, and, and they left the bloke off the bottom. Well, they had to. Nothing else you could do. For all I know, he might still be there, except that he's probably thawed in the spring and he he got away. But uh, but um, no, the the point of the story is they didn't get bail because they said you don't need bail. They're in court in an hour. They put him in court at midnight in front of a, yeah. a, a female judge who, incidentally. Incidentally, a few weeks earlier, had been drinking in the pub we were in. We remember meeting her. Yeah, her name was Ellie. Yeah, we remember meeting her. Yeah, seriously. And, uh, and, and and she looked up from the bench and she said, do I know you? And, of course, we all sort of turned our heads away and, you know, in shame and, you know, and, and then because they didn't make any response and all that, they got fined, I don't know, $50 or something, bang, right, and they were released and they were out. And, and It's we a bit st- better than marching them down to the cash point. 
Yeah, it, it is. But we, you know, we actually made the the event we were going to at the Metropolitan Museum yeah. still going on when we got there. So at one o'clock, <laughs> apart from the poor old bloke who well, was still it, frozen it, it, to the bonnet, it, he was he was a hopeless case, mate. He was a hopeless case. For your free matched bet, go to paddypower.com forward slash two mics. That's T W O as in two, not as in the number two or two o two. You know the deal. Terms and conditions apply. 